Hi all, this is TK, aka RV Impact, and you're listening to the podcast RVE for the HSP, Highly Sensitive Person. Welcome. It is, gosh, what is it, Tuesday, June 23rd, 2020. And, you know, heads up, let me clue you in here on a little secret. We are still very much in a time of transformation and change. Get out. Yep. It's the truth. So as highly sensitives, it's super important that we do all we can to keep ourselves calm and balanced. And yes, right out of the gate, I go to my clarion call, calm and balanced so important and it's something that takes daily maintenance it's something that we have to work on um, every day so uh, yesterday I was very proud I noticed that my mood was dipping I was getting cranky and frustrated frustrated and I was able to start shifting it because that's the important thing it's like to notice when you start you know going into these lower sort of energies and then catch yourself and then work on it it immediately you know as soon as you can because it's never um, an ideal thing to dwell there for too long you know what I'm saying like I um, I've said in past episodes when you fall into the pit when you fall into the hole you don't want to stay down there long enough to start furnishing the place put up wallpaper um, make yourself comfy no 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 you're in the hole there is no being comfy in the hole get out <laughs> get get yourself up and figure out how to shift yourself out of it um, as soon as you can. And that is an important life skill. Okay, so I did want to talk a little bit about fear today and how we all have our different muck and yuck that we are working on healing currently. Uh, My personal stuff has a lot to do with fear. I also have anger issues, but of course, aren't they related? Yes, they are. Uh, But I mentioned yesterday, in my uh, childhood, I grew up pretty fearful in my home. And um, my parents were both severe alcoholics. And there was great dysfunction. And my father was very violent, although he didn't act out necessarily um, very often, just a few times. But he threatened violence all the time. And I never once thought that he was bluffing. You know what I mean? Like I always felt like it could happen. And it's almost like being in that place of always feeling like it, it could happen. You know, things could like explode at any moment. Is in a way, you know, 
just as bad is like when it does happen. I mean, there's a certain, when someone actually explodes and then there's, um, you know, a violent action, um, I have read about, I have heard about how the, uh, you know, the quote unquote victim or the, you know, the person who's perpetrated upon, there's, there's a bit of a relief once that is over with because then it's over with and um, things start you know clearing out or balance starts getting restored again whatever I mean the unhealthy balance that exists to begin with but at any rate there's something to that Um, but when one is in this perpetual sort of like limbo state of um, where it's always in that moment before the, you know, explosion or violent, you know, act that that causes its own wear and tear on on the system, you know, on the human system, on the psyche in a way that's like different. But um, I don't I don't want to say it's it's worse. You can't really compare. You can't say one is worse than the other, but but it's um, it's its own damaging thing that does not offer relief is I guess the point that I'm trying to make um at any rate I mentioned that I locked myself in my bedroom as I got older and but there was a there was a time when I was still pretty young um that in between age you know that age of adolescence where you're not quite, you know, a young kid anymore, and you're not quite a teenager. At any rate, um, the ha- the environment in my house was so, like, scary and threatening, and left me feeling so uncertain that I did not want to leave my room to use my bathroom. And let me just tell you, I grew up in a fairly wealthy neighborhood, which is part of my life story. I have experienced, you know, um, living in a wealthy-ish sort of lifestyle, and I have experienced the opposite, Um, having, you know, not much money at all, Um, which is kind of where I'm still at (laughs) to this day, but but I'm I'm abundant and and prosperous in many, many other ways. So I um, do have faith that the money component will work out. And that it, in fact, was necessary for me to experience both of these, like both sides of the spectrum. But growing up as a teenager, I actually experienced both. I mean, my, uh, my father was laid off from his job. And um, so, you know, as a teenager, I experienced having money and then the family losing money, which can be, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing to have to go through. And that affected me very much. Not complaining. I mean, I tend to think I view everything from my past as uh, crucial for helping me learn the lessons that I needed to learn and have the experiences that were 
very important for me to have to become the person I am today because I'm very happy with the person I am today. And so I think there's a lot, whatever we go through as individuals in terms of like hardships, I think there's a lot of gold there to mine. I mean, it's, there's good stuff there for us to grasp and learn um, and, you know, evolve with and from. So that's important to know. At any rate, I had my own bathroom, is the point I'm trying to make. And it was two steps outside my door. All I had to do was leave my bedroom, turn to the right, walk two steps, turn to the right again, and I'm in my own bathroom. Okay? Instead of doing that, instead of leaving my locked room, I would crumple up towels and pee, urinate, into bunched up towels so that I would not have to leave my room and go to the bathroom. Now, that is significant because that shows the level of fear that I was living with. It, it shows, in fact, that I was fearful on some level for my very life because only, only someone who lived or lives in extreme fear would do that sort of thing. So whether my life really was in danger or not, that question, you know, I, don't, I actually don't know the answer. But I can say with certainty that the environment that I lived in felt dangerous and unsafe enough for me to do that. So that that is significant. Um, so yeah, I grew up, you know, I grew up traumatized, straight out. And I had in my family, it was my parents, I have an older brother, and I have a twin brother. And this is a story that I'll save for another time. But growing up as, as the girl uh, in this family was difficult for me. Um, my brothers, unfortunately, were not support systems for me because we were all traumatized in our own way. So they were just doing the best they could to survive themselves. And they were, they, they were traumatized and acted out in different ways. But they were very aggressive and, um, you know, acted out um, violently and in, in some cases low-key, like criminally. Um, you know, they, they just, they, they were... Um, you know, juvenile delinquents in their own way. And so they, they offered no harbor of safety for me. But um, growing up, I mean, we are much closer now as adults than we were then. So I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, like I said, we're all, we were all just like you know, wounded warriors. We were all just like trying to just get through the slog of it, you know. And we did. We did. 
So there's hope. So look, I don't know what my purpose is. I guess my purpose of telling you that story is sort of letting you know a little bit more about me and what I've been through. But we all go through that sort of stuff on some level um, at some point in our lives. So it's super important that we learn how to care for ourselves. We learn how to nurture ourselves, particularly if we didn't get it from our parents. As highly sensitives, a lot of us go through trauma and drama. I'm not really sure why. It's maybe to teach us what we need to, you know, be, be able to, you know, rise to the occasion and be our best selves. Um, at any rate, uh, make sure you're drinking enough water during this time. Make sure you're getting exercise, eating as nutritiously as possible. You know, it's kind of boring, but yeah, focus on being boring right now because that's what we all need. You know, the, the world is a little bit too, you know, it's going through, there's some chaos going on, but let's just all send it good vibes, love, you know, f- frame it all with Uh, healing light love and energy for the highest good of all most benevolent outcome for all totally link up with God universal energy source spirit Um, however you frame that God being shorthand for good Um, intention is everything intend to be the highest and best version of yourself at all times and you know Um, live truthfully and with kindness that's super important right now gosh I mean yeah (laughs) um uh, what else okay I guess I guess with that I'm going to transition to um 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 astrology because I started talking about having that um, you know, linking up with God, universal energy, and Neptune went retrograde yesterday. And so that is pretty significant. It's a good time to really link up, kind of sink deep, deeper in our spirituality. And also, one thing I didn't mention, Neptune is in Pisces. And that is all about intuition. I didn't talk about intuition at all, which is funny. Because as as, uh, highly sensitives, we are, you know, kind of in tune with um, things going on, like below the surface. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's important to tune into that, but also be aware that the how we think and feel affects how we see things and this is super important because uh i we can all sort of misunderstand what's going on particularly now that mercury um is also in retrograde but it's a good idea just to always come from a centered place and sort of like examine things because i told a story once about in a, a gas station, I was sitting in our RV, our RV, <laughs> and I saw there was a car parked to the side, 
with a guy pacing and just acting like really strange and he kept looking into the back seat of the car and I'm like what is going on this guy's gonna you know grab a firearm and start shooting everyone up and I was really disturbed and a few minutes later a woman walked out of the gas station store and to the man they went into the they crouched into the back seat and took out a baby and she was holding the baby and I I just started to sort of I could tell that I think she went in to get something for the baby maybe it was baby aspirin maybe the you know there was some difficulty or health concern going on that they they needed to care for their infant right the guy was clearly worried because he was pacing so um at any rate I had completely misread the situation and that can happen a lot because my mentality was fear-based so what I saw I made up this whole story that because of of how I was feeling that day that uh, that day it, it was a couple of years ago but I was particularly on edge who knows what was going it had something to do I think there was a mass shooting that had just occurred so that was really in the forefront of people's minds so that's important to think about um, how you're thinking and feeling affects the way you experience the world um, you know I sometimes in, am ultra ultra aware of that and it can be a blessing and it can be a curse and um, for instance my husband he likes to look up things on the computer and we have a big screen that he uses he's got a few computers because he's like a guy into um, that kind of stuff <laughs> technology um, so he's got at any rate he's got like a couple of laptops and he's got a big screen that he likes to use because it helps him see things better and I always get worried about he's just a goofball he likes to do things he likes to look up things on Google Earth and he loves to look at different places that we've traveled in our RV like from from a satellite view and it always worries me a little bit because I'm like I don't know how does this appear to others I always look at everything about like how it appears to others and I'm not really sure why it's part of my high sensitivity being a highly sensitive person I guess like I'm aware of not only my own viewpoint but like everyone else's so um, but I always think gosh what would other people think when seeing this guy looking up all these like Google satellite views I mean it looks weird right and then he was also looking up getting a getting a new latch for the screen door on our RV like a new um, yeah I guess the word is latch and he's looking this up on Google and it all looks like from the way they're positioned it all they all look like handguns even though they're like latches that on Amazon right so you can buy and and install this yourself on on your RV screen door but the way it's set up it looks like handguns and I'm like you know 
I'm like, it, that looks so weird. It looks, if anyone else were to see this, right? If someone were to walk outside and pass by the window and look in, um, or what have you, it would look suspicious. And that bothers me. It bothers me on like numerous levels. It bothers me that it bothers me that things can be so misread. It bothers me that people jump to the wrong assumptions in this very overstimulated and overstimulating time. And it bothers me that people see everything through paranoid eyes, right? But I'm not sure. You know, I'm not sure what... Uh, what to do with all of it other than it's just really important to to I guess keep ourselves calm and balanced right because otherwise we jump to all sorts of assumptions um or there's the possibility of doing so anyway and you know, sort of, I think it's important to care enough to monitor how you are um, how you are relating to others, you know what I mean? It's important enough to care that um, you're representing yourself properly. I don't really know what I want to say. But it's important to care how others see you. I mean, that's all about, like, who, who we are in the world. Um, is the whole, you know, getting dressed in a way that in which you look nice. I mean, that's, it kind of ties into all that. So I'm not really sure where I'm going with this, but I am going to leave it for today. I mean, this can be something that we sort of unpack and look more into on a further date in another episode. But um, I did want to keep this podcast to 30 minutes. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to go. The, um, the astrology, again, Neptune retrograde uh, is in Pisces see how that can affect you if you know your natal chart that would be good to know um, and just see where like Neptune falls in your in your natal chart because it's you know likely it's a good idea for you to explore Neptunian things when it comes to that house like wherever it lands um, but if not just in a basic way think about cycles you want to finish out your spirituality your intuition and handling different addictions that we have like mental addictions Venus is going to go direct in a few days and uh, yeah and that's <coughs> that's all I'm gonna say about uh, astrology today the moon is in Leo so the Leo is always a fun sign about creativity and gregariousness being in s on center stage. It's a good time to really clue your emotions into being creative 
in that sense and love and joy you know happiness so do something it's always important to do something to feel happy at least a little bit every day right <clears throat> yeah so for now I'm going to um, go to guidance cards I use the Osho Zen tarot I am now going to shuffle and ground them in energy for the highest good of all, most benevolent outcome for all. I encourage you to do conscious breathing along with me, and I will be back shortly. Thank you. guidance card for today one guidance card for today please for listeners remember you can jump around and listen to these podcasts at different times if you like I have chapter markers too for you to go to specific sections if you like guidance card for today Guidance card for today, please. Make sure you're drinking enough water, peeps. That's an important thing. All right. Oh, <laughs> and so a card fell out. And when I flipped it over, it's um, it's the Queen of Cups, <laughs> which is a very watery card. <laughs> it's like all blue and um, white light. It's gorgeous. Um, it's titled Receptivity in the Osho Zen Tarot. And Cups, you know, is all about emotions. But it's very watery. And... Um, this card features a, a figure with like a stem um, uh, going upwards like the kundalini you know up through the chakras and then in um, the area of the head it's like a lotus flower blooming with with just sparks and beautiful like white light and energy flowing out um, it's gorgeous so Queen of Cups is uh, a beautiful card and it's about emotionally being at our best and our healthiest so much so that we have it to give to others we have love and compassion and kindness and health and um, let's see what else doo, doo, doo. queen of cups Queen of Cups energy. Loving, tender-hearted, intuitive, aha, psychic, spiritual. Yes, very, very uh, Neptunian and Pisces. So, uh, you know, being that Neptune is retrograde in Pisces right now, this is very much 
what we can be sinking ourselves into. Um, Queen of Cups energy. Um, sensitive to the feelings of others. Uh, having infinite patience. Um, reacting with compassion. Kind and gentle. Feeling what others are feeling. Always tuned to emotional undercurrents. You know, maybe that's what that I was like kind of talking to earlier when I was talking about how sort of being open to how other people can perceive us from like an outer view. That is being tuned to emotional undercurrents. Um, senses the climate of a situation. Guided by the heart. Um, Having a finely tuned sensibility, being open to the unconscious, feeling oneness with God and the universe, yes. Um, sees the world as a holy place, appreciates the deeper meanings of life, absolutely. This is gorgeous. So, any other final card, although this is like about as good as it gets, I think, yeah. I think that's it for today. And I really am trying to keep the podcasts down um, like to a lower number of minutes. <laughs> so I was aiming towards half an hour and here it is. I'm going to make it, which is great. I'm meeting my goal. Yay. So yeah, work towards a goal in your life today having to do with Queen of Cups energy. Okay. I think that is a beautiful thing. So thank you for listening to these podcasts. Please continue to do so. Look up Astrology Bear and Affirmation Bear on Alexa through Amazon. Look up and enable. That's an important word to say, enable. And, um, you know, for more info, rvmpath.com. Stay tuned for other stuff I hope to do <laughs> as we move forward. And as always, I send you love and peace and wish you to be safe and well. Thanks so much.